Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. When you first made, you know, first asked a question, I wasn't sure it was a good question. But the more I think about it, it actually is a good question. And Chris Ello. I lock him up and throw away. Lock him up! It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! Plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. What's up, San Diego? Welcome in on this Tuesday afternoon. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby, here with you till 4 o'clock. A lot of news. Uh, special guest appearance today. Bob Melvin, manager of the Padres, will join us. Later on in the hour, 2.40, I'm sure Chris and I definitely uh, want to get into this roster. A lot of things, a lot of pieces moving. Um, I think Dennis Lynn had a mailbag today uh, where you know he answered some questions, including the uh, Shohei Otani questions, if the Padres will be all in. Uh, the news of former Padre Mike Clevenger surfacing today uh, on The Athletic uh, appears to be a, a domestic uh issue uh, along with possibly a, a, a child endangerment issue. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, in a little bit of a lighter mode, Scraby's had a, a fantastic day today, haven't you, Scraby? <laughs> That's an interesting word to say. That's an interesting word to say. This week has been uh, rough, and it's only Tuesday. Uh, Mr. Scraby uh, has been... To the gas station, and that's not out of the ordinary. Most of us, you know, some of yeah. us go to the gas station, quite frankly, quite quite frequently nowadays. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I go to the gas station for both members of my family. My wife hasn't seen a gas station in six years. Chivalry is not dead. Will in the, you go in the fill up my off. car? Is a frequent request I get. Uh, Scraby's uh, trip was a little bit uh, unique. If you will, Scraby, you want to... Well, it all started last night, if we're being honest. Like, I... There's two things I pride myself on. And what are those? And and one of them I have no control over, which is getting a flat tire on the freeway. I've never done that before. Never had to pull over on the freeway and done that. Last night, tire, driving, felt weird. All of a sudden, all my lights go on in the car. And Mm. by the time I got off the freeway and parked, 
it was completely flat. Lights like, go on in the car, and you didn't turn them on. Bad, I, bad thing. No, it was like beep, beep. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It had the whole tire thing, and so I pull off. I change the tire. All right, fine. It, d- no air. I have, and I'm looking through the tire. Where were you when curious. you changed the tire? I'm sorry, I missed this. What? What? I Where were loved, you? I would have loved to have driven oh. by. Oh, <laughs> oh. actually, daddy. <laughs> I see you, Scraby. I was actually. How can people have seen you changing a tire yesterday? Yeah. Had they been so fortunate? I'll, I'll tell you. As we went over the top, of, or as I went over the top of the hill, you know where Del is it Delmar Heights at the top where yes. you get off for Toy Pines? Yes. Right after I went under the bridge, my car felt weird, and I was like, "Okay, I got to pull over." So that's I a, made it. that's a tough spot. So to, you're on the uh, five to have to north. pull over. Too. Five north, pull five over. north between Delmar Heights. It's and heavy Via traffic de la Valle. in that area. It wasn't because it was later. Oh, okay, good for you. Get off Via de la Valle. My car. I it, it's oh, going wait like a this. second. Wait a second. You got off the exit. I had to. Oh come on! Show some guts and change it right there on the freeway. <laughs> no. At so night. Guts. At night? Are you kidding? So I was get out there in the middle of the freeway traffic and change your tire. I get extremely embarrassed when people look at me, but my tire when I was driving through the parking lot was like, duh, 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 duh. and so everyone was staring at me, and some guy goes, "Hey." You got a flat tire. There you go. I'm very, like, I know. A very concerned citizen trying <laughs> to help you out. Leave me alone. I can see you going into panic mode. Uh, that, yeah, okay. Okay, so let's fast forward. Oh, yeah, so so you, you, you change the tire, you make it home, great. Yeah, everything's fine. Uh, today, not driving, so much. Driving to work. Uh, I'm about maybe four minutes away by car, three minutes away by car, and my car said I had enough gas, and I apparently didn't have any gas. So, so your car stopped again. So my car just all of a sudden goes, Doof. I'm like, what the heck? So I pull over. Did you immediately thought that the tire you changed had wobbled off? I did. I did. <laughs> that, that definitely crossed my mind. Definitely did. So I, so I pulled to the side of the road. I, I'm like, thankfully, there's a gas station in sight, but it's like at least a half mile. So I walk to the gas station. I buy a gas can, get some gas, walk back. You got about a, a gallon of gas. A gallon. Okay. Didn't didn't work. Apparently, with Priuses, you need three gallons of gas for it to work. <laughs> so oh, you had to no. walk back. So I walked back, <laughs> came back, put two gallons in, and by that point, it was 105. And I'm like, we're going to have to do the last gallon later because... Uh, I got to get to work, so oh, I so took you, a lift. So you didn't actually get to the three gallons that were required. No, no, time ran out on me. You know, walking up, walking two miles in the middle of the day in my work clothes was in the so hot so sun. You walked, your car is so you, sitting on the side of the road. It, no, it's it's like in a neighborhood. Like I was not a neighborhood, but it was. I was able to get it to a place where I could park and I can leave it there for a little bit. I did put a note on saying, "Car is dead. We'll be back." <laughs> so so, so you walked. So you walked to work today. I, well, I took a lift from oh, you there. took a lift, yeah. yeah. Please don't steal this car. You're not going to get too far anyway. <laughs> you won't. You won't. I mean, I'm just afraid of them towing it. That's all. That's right. That's right. All right. Okay. Let's. That, we got that out of the way. Oh, oh, and then. Oh, no, we didn't get it out of the way. And then this morning, someone in a car gave me the bird. Oh, and the, yeah. the car had a license plate holder that said Jesus and a bumper sticker that said, love thy neighbor. They cut me off. Did you pull up and say, hey, hey, I hey, did not. love thy neighbor? I did not. You but I should that? have. That would have, been, have. that would have been nice. No, I, I don't want to You know what that would have like probably that. got you? What? Another bird. Probably. Probably. <laughs> so it's been a great day, guys. I live such a boring life. <laughs> you and I, you and I like both. that happens to me. You and I both. You don't want to run out of gas, Chris. That is not something you want. No, I wouldn't be a fan of that. No, 
Um, all right. I have in my lifetime, but it's been a while. Let's uh, get to uh, more serious matters, and it, it doesn't mess, it doesn't really pertain to the Padres. Uh, current White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger is apparently uh, under investigation by MLB. Uh, reading this, the report, or excuse me, the story from Alden Gonzalez. I have to check in with Alden on this one. Uh, the investigation from the investigation stems from allegations made by a woman, Olivia Feinstead. It sounds like. Uh, who accused Clevenger of physically and emotional abuse, physical and emotional abuse towards his three children and their two mothers, herself included. She agreed to be named in an interview with the athletic. That's where the story was broken, I believe, today, right? right. Uh, so we're talking about two different mothers and a total of three different children, but she's the one that allowed herself to be named Correct. in the, uh, in the investigation. And Unfortunately for Mike Clevenger, as you're about to tell us, it's not a very good look. No. Uh, Feinstead has been in touch with MLB investigators since last summer when Clevenger was a member here of the San Diego Padres, but mentioned her accusations in a series of stories on her Instagram account. Now, that's how it became public yes. knowledge. It was a private matter until that Til point. today. Right. Until that point. Uh she posted on an Instagram account today. In them, she accuses Clevenger of several acts of domestic violence and child abuse, including throwing chew spit on a screaming infant child and strangling her. Uh, the later, the latter accusation was posted with a series of photos that alleged to be the result of a violent, a violent acts committed by Clevenger, a 32-year-old who has been in the major leagues for seven years. Now, Clevenger's agent, Seth Levinson, uh, of aces could not immediately be reached. Uh, the Padres issued a statement. They said, we are aware of MLB's investigation and completely support their efforts under the joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy. Due to the ongoing investigative process, we cannot comment any further at the, at this time. And so, um, yeah, this is this is about to get real ugly for Mike. And yeah. listen, the, the reality is, based off of what we've seen Major League Baseball do, it doesn't really matter if you're convicted. It doesn't matter if there's some type of time tied to it. Ultimately, in every one of these cases, I believe you there has been significant time levied against said person, yeah, said player. There's be some punishment coming here for Clevenger. As I said at the beginning, this is really a bad look. I mean, getting accused of strangling somebody, getting accused of throwing... Chewing Chew spit. spit tobacco on a screaming infant child is just an awful sounding accusation. And that's all it is at this point. Right. It's an accusation. But keep in mind, Trevor Bauer was accused of all kinds of different things. And I know that he never got proven guilty. They, they, of ele they elected fact, they not to. They didn't even pursue the charges. Right. Uh, Trevor Bauer sat out of baseball for. A year and a half, and as we know, he is still sitting out. You know, I I, I don't know that like you said, Tony. This is not a Padres story. It, it, it's nice that the Padres issued a statement. They were certainly probably asked for one, but you know they're certainly aware of this investigation now. I don't think you can tie the Padres to any of this. Um, you, you'd like to believe that a team is aware of every single thing every single player is involved in away from the field, but it's not realistic to imagine that. I mean, the reality is a, a player is going to do every 
in this situation is going to do everything he can to keep it out of, of course, the team's of course uh, yeah. knowledge. Yeah, and, and I mean, you, you could say, well, I mean, did the White Sox know? I mean, they went ahead and signed him to a two-year contract for $12 million, or one-year contract for $12 million at the end of November. Well, apparently this whole thing was underway by November, but i got to believe the White Sox certainly were not made aware of this you think by they would Clevenger have, right. or anybody else. I don't, I, so, it's, it's hard to believe they would they would have proceeded with signing it had they known ahead I of time. Think so. I would think that would be a very bad look for the White Sox if it's come to find out that they knew everything that was happening here and still went ahead and signed him. So, look, you know, I was thinking about this story. There's another story out today, and I'm not trying to throw anyone else under the bus, but, I mean, it, that's the top story in sports today is the Clevenger thing. The second story is right underneath it. San Francisco 49er defensive lineman Charles, help me out with it. With that I'm not sure. Scraping. I can't. <laughs> Omanihu? Omanihu? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he's a defensive lineman. He's part of their uh, regular rotation on the defensive line. He was arrested on uh, suspicion of misdemeanor domestic violence. That was yesterday. Uh, he was booked in jail. He was released after he posted bail. He was also served with a restraining order. I, I bring that up because I don't – well, because it's a story that's ongoing and it's going to affect what happens with him and the 49ers moving forward this week. But also, I get the feeling in a lot of times when we hear these stories out there, people's first thought is, man, there go athletes again. And I just – that's the shame of it all. Right. Because unfortunately, domestic violence and uh, accusations of such are not – they're not exclusive, exclusive to athletes. Exclusive to athletes. No. This happens throughout all of the world, all of life, all walks of life. And it's something that needs to be, you know, somehow contained and and somehow, I, I don't know how exactly. Exterminated. But exterminated <laughs> yeah. eventually. I mean, you'd love to see no stories like this. I just don't want to see people thinking, well, there goes athletes again. That's not fair to throw them all under the bus. When something like this happens, because as Tony said, it happens in all walks of life, and it's a shameful thing no matter where it happens. Yeah, no, the difference is, is that, generally speaking, athletes' life is... is public knowledge. Public I mean, knowledge. we hear from right. celebrity situations happening all the time. I mean, I don't know how much time they spent on Johnny Depp and... Uh, what was her name? Amber Heard. Amber Heard. You know, I mean, that's just one of those, and that's one of many. So, look, I mean, the, yes, when you're in the limelight... Uh, stories like this come to light. I mean, it's going to look awfully bad for Mike Clevenger uh, here for a while. And, uh, you know, I imagine at some point he'll say something, but he hasn't to this to this point. But this is not a this is not a sports issue. This is a world and, you know, relationship issue that unfortunately has not been eradicated. And I don't know how we're ever going to get it done. That yeah, way. no, it, it, it's certainly um it certainly it seems to be a major flaw in our society and how we treat Thank one you, another. Tony, well I, I, I don't think there there's much um, else to be said about it. Um, we'll obviously wait to hear um, Mike Clevenger's side of things as as that's reported. But right now that that's what we have. Now let's change gears a little bit. Uh, a Padre story from the standpoint of free agency in twenty twenty four. Uh, we'll get to it, actually, on the other side. We've curtailed a little bit further uh, beyond our our means here. We're going to get to break. When we come back, we'll talk about a little mailbag that Dennis Lynn did and 
Otani is at the top of the board. He will be the free agent at the top of the board. Are the Padres in on him? We'll talk. We'll discuss. We're going to Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Off and rolling here on a Tuesday afternoon. Don't forget, Padre skipper Bob Melvin coming up on the program about 20 minutes from right now. Priscilla, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, it's Gwynn and Chris on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Also uh, coming up uh, within the next hour, Tony, they're going to have the uh, announcement of whether or not Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, Todd Helton, yeah. others perhaps are uh, elected to baseball's Hall of Fame. We will uh, have those announcements for you when they come out. They're supposed to be revealed right around I, 3 o'clock. I heard Harold Reynolds give an argument for Mr. Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. And the idea behind it was based on old school writers aging out and new school writers who have a different perspective on this whole steroid thing and coming in. Coming in. And now I don't know if there's enough of those guys at this point, but I hadn't thought about it from that standpoint. Well, it's a possibility. Uh, we'll find out if A Rod. Uh Gets a little more support than he has in recent ballots. It looks, it's looking good for Scott Rowland, and it's looking possible for Billy Wagner. At least based, this is based on the public, based on the um, what do you call it? The um, uh, they, they've polled a lot of the writers right. and, and done a little research as to who's voting what, and they're they're saying that Rowland's going to get in and Billy Wagner's going to be really close. So. We'll find out shortly after 3 o'clock this afternoon. Meantime, speaking of Hall of Famers, I don't know, is Shohei Otani in the Hall of Fame already? Not yet. Based on what he's done so far? Uh, Bob Nightingale reported in USA Today that the Padres are going to be all in on Shohei Otani next offseason. Dennis Lynn of The Athletic responded to that in a mailbag that he put into his article today. And Dennis Lynn says, yeah, they're going to definitely be in on Otani. But whether or not they're going to be all in 
is still a little bit up in the air, according to what Dennis Lynn's way of thinking is. And I have to tell you, I agree with Dennis Lynn. The Padres already have $100 million invested in four players, right? As it sits right now, that's without changing Machado's number. That's without extending Soto. And that's with Tatis, and that's with Bogarts. Unless Machado opts out and goes elsewhere, or Soto is not able to come to a deal with the Padres, or Tatis changes his mind and decides he doesn't want to be in San Diego, I don't see how they can afford Otani on top of those four guys as well. Do you, Tony? That would no. be $150 million on five players. You'd still have to fill 20 more roster spots, and you wouldn't have a single pitcher other than Otani, <laughs> right. who is still you know part-time pitcher, part-time hitter. So Listen, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to talk, to about, talk about this, about these but it's, it's, it's got to be somewhat realistic here. Yeah, and, and part of it, you really can't blame folks, right? Because they are experiencing <laughs> right. things that they've never experienced in their lifetime as a Padre fan. Yeah, right. Never, ever, 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 ever did you think you'd get one. Three hundred million dollar player, let, let alone, alone four, let alone three at this point. Right, right. So uh, I mean, it's I, I I won't say never and that there's no shot, but it it seems like if there was a ceiling, it that would be going beyond that ceiling. And, it, and I mean, the good news for all the teams who are in this, and, and I was thinking about this driving home, the fact that Artie Moreno. Decide to take his team off the market, take his his selling plans off. Yeah, I think enhances the chance Otani is going to leave after free agency. At this point, what has Artie Moreno showed him that allows him to believe? You know, this is a place I want to be for the rest of my career. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. So you're you're saying that Artie Moreno staying on as owner of the Angels, which was announced basically yesterday. I would think that enhances. something that makes it more likely for Otani to want to leave the Angels at the end of this season. Unless Artie is doing this because he knows something we don't. Um, I don't see how this is anything that's helping Otani stay. Yeah, well, maybe so. I I don't know. I just think I agree with you. It's fun to talk about this. It's fun to dream about a roster that has not one, not two. How about five? (laughs) <laughs> super duper star players on the roster but there's just no way that can possibly happen and at least not in my wildest imaginations it can't happen um so you know like i like you said it's fun to speculate that but i mean to say that they're all going to be all in that is telling me that there's... if bob nightingale is correct if he has somebody's told him yes we are going to be all in on Shohei Otani, then it tells me that somebody somewhere in the Padres organization is pretty sure that Machado slash Soto is not going to work out. That that would probably be accurate, right? Right. Uh, now, maybe there's also the possibility that whoever Bob heard this from um, was just solely speaking about Shohei Otani and the opportunity to sign him. Um, but there's really no way to be able to say that you're all in because you don't know what Manny's going to do. You don't know if you are going to be able to come to an agreement with Soto. You don't know. There's too many variables out there to to really say we're pushing all our I chips to the middle that. of the table. I agree with that. The other thing that I agree on is something we've talked about, and that is 
As much fun as we're having speculating on what the Padres' 2024 team might look like, how about spending more time focusing on what's a 2023 team's going to look like? Yeah, it's going to look spectacular. Yeah, no matter what happens down the road with Machado, no matter what happens down the road with Soto, or Otani, or Fernando, or anything else, the 2023 team is going to be on paper by far the greatest team in the history of the San Diego Padres, and it's just funny to me that so many people seem concerned with what's going to happen after this season. I don't care what's going to happen after this season. If they win it all in 2023 and we have a parade, they can do whatever they want in 2024 as far as I'm concerned. I don't care in terms of 2024 on January 24th of 2023. Yeah. Now maybe in, it's so in, weird. Maybe in November, I I will care a little yes, bit more. Yes, we will but, turn our attention to <laughs> it. Right now, the focus really should be on this team and and how good it can be. And you know, it's as Chris and I have talked about. It's not the perfect roster, up and down, but it's it's pretty damn good, I must say. And and it, it'll be interesting to see, and we'll get a chance to ask Bo Mel about it. Um, how how they are going to attack the pitching? That's the thing I want to want to ask him the most. Right? Is uh, you've brought Lugo in, you have Martinez, who's opted out because he wasn't going to be built up enough. It sounds like you still have the possibility of Amorte Hone being in that rotation. How does he see it? Kind of shaking out. I'll be interested to ask him that. But those are the type of questions we should be we really should be talking about. Not. Shohei Otani, who's, by the way, still under contract with the Angels at this point. Yeah. I mean, uh, should we start talking about the Padres' 2028 team and who they drafted <laughs> last year and I mean, listen, whether or not they're going to be coming along and ready six years from now? I the, mean, fu- the funny thing is... Let that's, it all happen. That's something you, you do when your team isn't very good yeah, and all you have to right. do is look for them. We, we've what, done that. Actually, we've had those conversations That's what the Rockies before. should be doing right now and the A's and the Orioles and the Royals and all the rest of those also Rams out there. We should be worried about this 2023 season and we should just be excited as we could possibly be about what is hopefully going to be coming our way starting at the end of March and at the beginning of April because this is going to be the special season in Padre history. And, you know, as far as how far it goes beyond that, let's just see how that all plays out. There's so many things that still have to happen, as you said, Tony, before you can even about getting Otani in here. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even figured out where Fernando Tatis is going to play in 2023, let alone yeah. bringing Otani over. Yeah, and we're going to ask Bob Melvin where Fernando Tatis is going to play in 2023. Yes, we and will. I bet you he hasn't figured it out yet either. <laughs> yes, so, we will. Yeah. He's coming up in a couple of minutes, so stay tuned for that. We'll take a break. Bob Melvin on the other side as Gwen and Chris gets underway for a Tuesday. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Three thirty-six on the clock. Bo Mel, Bob Melvin. For those who aren't on a Bo Mel basis, 
Name. Uh, yes, we don't all know him as well as you do. No, no. Um, Bob Melvin, Padres manager, join us here in a few minutes um, as we get prepared to uh, talk some Padre baseball, some more Padre baseball. I mean, we are less. I mean, actually, we are a month away from the first pitch being thrown in a spring training. In a spring game. training game. Oh, that is happened fast. It I actually would. It's actually less than. Uh, a month away. I don't like to. Bring the game up. would have started at one o five here, or oh. one, of, one, of, one o'clock We're here, right? Officially less than a month. Yeah. Good away. call. Yeah, yeah. You'll be you hearing know, the I, sultry um, town, tones of Jesse Agler and Tony Gwynn Jr. And uh, the first play of the season, there will be a line drive double into the right field gap by Hassan Kim and Tony. Will go nice. <laughs> While Jesse, you should, in the middle. yeah, you should test it out during spring training. To see you how have to. well it goes nice. You have to. <laughs> no, nice. go, 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 go. Slide, ah. slide. He got there. Yes. I th- He's too slow. Jesse and I are going to have to have a good, healthy conversation about that. Yeah, I, I, that's not going to be a very long conversation. <laughs> no, Jesse and I was thinking about trying to interrupt you while you're talking. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Get up, ball. That's not going to happen. No, you can't do none of that. Not going to happen. Uh, if Jesse Agler is any kind of broadcaster worth his salt, which I know he is, and you are a broadcaster well worth your salt, so I know you're not going to do stuff like the Cincinnati wow. Bengal broadcaster who is in our uh, Rate the Radio so, Hall of Fame. So not only um, – so we got a lot kind of happening today. Hall of Fame will be announced. It looks like 3 o'clock. But you know how MLB Network does things. Now it's listed that it will be announced at 3 o'clock – but it'll probably we'll be lucky to actually get the announcement before we go <laughs> so off the air. Goes off the air. Yeah. They're all sitting there. It's funny. I reached out to uh, Jason Stark last week to see if we can try to plan for this. Tell you what, he's, this man is is extremely busy during this time. Now, he did say, if no one actually ends up getting in, may be able to to come on and, and talk about that. Is that pretty crazy? I think it would be kind of. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be too crazy, it's right? It's happened before. It's definitely happened before. It's happened it's, before. It's not like it would be a first, but um, it does seem like. Seems like Scott, Scott Rowland is, is, kind of is at the very least going to be the one that gets in. Uh, we'll be able to ask Bo, Bo Mel about that. He, he's managed against Scott Rowland. So. Um, Scott Rowland, uh, something you did not know about Scott Rowland, finished second. In uh, Indiana's high school, Mr. Basketball, he could. I, he, could he was an unbelievable athlete, six foot four, and uh, Tony Larusa said he's the best third baseman he ever saw. Even Mike Schmidt said that Scott Rowland was better than him. Yeah, right. Scott Rowland, pretty high praise. As I told you, Scott Rowland was a big human being, and it, it, no matter where he was at third base, it just seemed like he. The bunt was, was taken. Up, swallow the, up the bunt was taken there. away immediately. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's bring our next guest on. Uh, Padres manager Bob Melvin joins us here via the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Bob, uh, thank you for your time, man. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I think this might be the first time in a while that I've been on with you. So, uh, well, look forward to it. Glad glad to have you on. Now you're in town, I assume for uh, for a little mini camp action, huh? We do. We have uh, this week. We have a lot of our pit in, um, just kind of taking stock a little bit, getting the guys together. Joe Musgrove's kind of uh, taking charge of this whole thing as far as 
you know, getting some guys out afterwards and so forth and just kind of a bonding thing, getting the young pitchers and the veteran guys together. Um, good idea, and it seems to be working pretty well. Bob, it doesn't seem that long ago that you guys were playing the Phillies here and we were all uh, screaming our lungs out, uh, cheering for Padre Baseball in the National League Championship Series. How much of that will you use to talk to your team about, hey, we got to just get one step further when you bring everybody together for spring training? How much of that, what happened, and maybe the disappointment at the end of that, will you use to prepare for this season? Well, it might have come up today, actually, and talking with some of the guys, I think more it's just kind of clarity for a team going to spring training, knowing what the goal is. So, you know, there every year you go to spring training, there are a lot of teams that, that feel like they have a chance to, you know, to have a good season, go to the playoffs and do well. Um, it's the teams that end up, you know, probably in the final four the year before that the next year think, you know, there's, there's certain clarity in where we want to go. There's a hunger because of where we ended up last year. And, uh, you know, I literally, I, I don't feel like I need to say anything, but, but, you know, at times we will just make sure the guys know what our goals are and, you know, what our vision is going forward. Bowmel, one of the things that um, I recall you saying a lot last year, at least early on, was, you know, this is your first year really trying to get to know your, your roster and all of the guys and the kind of the inner workings of how things go. Year two, I imagine there's there's a lot more comfort there. How do things change for you uh, in year two at the Hill? Yeah, I mean it's it's night and day. It's you going out on a field just like you know yesterday and today, and and knowing our guys. You know when because of the year before with with the lockout or whatever, and not being able to you know talk to our guys and and get to know them before you get to spring training. You walk out on the field, you you're addressing a room full of guys that you don't really know right. uh, personally. And you're trying to get your message across to, to people that don't you know you either. So they know what I'm all about. I know what they're all about. We have a core group coming back that's had some success. So, you know, moving forward this year is just so much easier. Bob, uh, how many lineups have you put together in your head? Uh, <laughs> not only for opening day, but for when Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back. I mean, you know, it sounds like a yeah, lot of fun have, to have your have your options, at least, going into the season. It is a lot of fun. There's some stress involved with it, though. I'm writing things <laughs> down, and I'm like, okay, who who do I want to get? I want to get my on-base guys up early, but does that move Manny back a slot or Toddy back a slot? Or, you know, it's... I wish I could all hit them in the two hole to tell you the truth to get them as many bats as I possibly can, but it's uh, it's certainly first world problems. It's it's a good problem to have. <laughs> we'll figure out as we go along. But man, with with the additions of you know certainly Xander and and what he can do, either the top of the lineup or knocking runs in. Now with Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter, and you know the lineup gets a, it gets a little bit deeper. So uh, I've scribbled a few off and and thrown a few around a little bit, but. Uh, you know, we'll figure that out once we go, and certainly once we get Toddy back after what is it, twenty games or so. Padres manager Bob Melvin joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And Bob, you know, it, you, you're scratching down. You said you scratched down a few lineups already, but typically, you know, it takes a little bit of time. In your experience, when you when you have this kind of talent, how long does it take to to find a lineup that is conducive throughout the, throughout the whole thing? Well, it does. And, and, you know, you can sit here and go through the drill as much as you want, but it's not until you get to spring training, you get through spring training, and then obviously the health component. You know, right. you, you, you just envision everybody being healthy coming through spring. A lot of times that's not the case. So, 
you know, I think we do have at this point in time more depth than we started out with last year and really had probably toward the end of the season too, whether it's, you know, some pinch hitting options, some guys that understand how to come off the bench and probably a few more options to make some moves during the course of the games. I think that's, that's another exciting component to this. Xander Bogarts uh, made it pretty clear that he's uh, planning to play shortstop, uh, at least when he was brought in here. Uh, I'm assuming that is the direction the Padres are probably going to go. So uh, as far as you know, or have you talked with Fernando Tatis, and how on board is he with moving to the outfield? Obviously he wants to be in the lineup. Uh, And how comfortable are you going to be with him there? Fernando just wants to play. So when you've been out as long as he has, you know, it's just about getting out there and being with your teammates again and supporting them, doing whatever's best for the team. And, you know, I was even joking with him uh, yesterday in the weight room about lineups, and he goes, man, he said, I've been thinking about him too. You know, he's used to hitting leadoff, but he's like, hey, whatever you want to do and whatever creates the most opportunities for us to, to score runs, I'm all in for. So when you hear something like that, and that's just the batting order, then, you know, my, my, my talks with him and experiences with him are that he just wants to get out in the field and play baseball and help his team win. So hey, certainly at this point, he's making it easy on me. Any idea uh, in terms of the outfield where you could see Manny, or excuse me, uh, Fernando playing left center? I mean, you have a, a pretty darn good center fielder in, in, in Trent Grisham uh, and the way yep. he covers ground. How how do Two you gold gloves? That's good, right? right? That's, that's pretty good. How, how do you right. how do you go about you know getting the offense you want without necessarily taking away from the defensive strength? Right, and that's just a process leading up to spring as well. So yeah. I mean, leading up to spring and then leading up to the season as well. We know we won't start with Fernando right away, so you know that's that's taking that one piece off the board, but. I think the, the the part for me that, you know, when you talk about Xander at short and he will play short is, you know, we can't put everybody at short. Somebody right. else has to play somewhere else. And at this point in time, everybody's been fine with, hey, look, this, this year is all about us winning. We'll do whatever we can to, you know, to help the team and w- whatever that dynamic is as far as, you know, roster construction, where guys are playing, we're going to be all in. And, you know, at this point in time, those are conversations you have on the phone once you get on the field with them and you start doing drills and you start moving guys around. You know, we're going to have some guys playing different positions. That's that's the one thing that a glut of shortstops, um, you know, does for us. But, you know, we'll, we'll figure that one out in spring training. But like I said, these guys are all making it easy on me by saying, look, we just want to win. Bob Melvin is with us. A uh, little uh, off-season report, but it's not much more off-season, people. Spring training is just uh, less than a month away. Uh, on paper, it appears to all of us that it's Darvish, it's Musgrove, it's Snell, it's probably Nick Martinez, Seth Lugo, Adrian Morejon. Uh, do you have any other names and people you're thinking about for the starting rotation? Yeah, you know, we, we, we have a lot of depth guys that we brought in, too. Um, so, you know, that, that, that'll that play its way out in spring training as well. You know, we had a groom in the in the organization, Weathers is another guy. Honeywell, we just got from, you know, was with, with Oakland last year. So we're trying to create as many depth pieces as we possibly can. One thing that we always, you know, I always do uh, in spring training is is let the guys know that, hey, look, you know, 26 is 26, but you're always going through 40, 45, sometimes right. 50 players over the course of the season. So everybody in this room has a good chance of being part of this thing right now, which means you need to stay ready. 
at any particular time. And you know there's going to be injuries. You know there's going to be performance. Guys are going to perform well and elevate their roles. Other guys are not, and maybe either send guys up and down. So everybody has to understand that that you know the way you look at it on paper. Once you get to spring training, sometimes isn't how it plays out. And we're going to need an army of guys to be able to be successful. Now the strategy changed a little bit last year, Bowman. I remember in spring training at one point you're pretty adamant about having a five guy five man rotation when the season started. Uh, but talking to the guys as it went along and you had the sixth with the possible seventh guy kind of rotating in there early on, they seemed to like it. Is that something that – is that a strategy that you guys are looking to to take part in again this season? Well, I, you know, if, if, if we have the personnel to do it, sure. I mean, it, it allowed our, us to use our starters a little bit longer. It allowed them to get a little bit more rest. It allowed them to be a little bit fresher once the – you know, the end of the season came around when you knew you were going to go back to five, sometimes four. And as these guys were, you know, probably as, as fresh as anybody going into the postseason. So, but you have to have quality to be able to do that. Right. So, you know, it depends on how stretched out we get Nick. It depends how stretched out we get Seth Lugo. You know, these two guys are going to pitch four or five for us. And if you're covering four, four or five innings on those days, and now you're going to go to a six-man rotation with someone else you're going to have to do that with, it might be difficult to do. So um, that'll all work itself uh, out as we go along. But would we like to be able to do that? Uh, of course, that means would means we have a lot of depth and a lot of personnel to do it. Bob, uh, you'll not, well, you'll probably believe this. You've been around the game so long and uh, been around, you know, talk shows. We still get complaints from Padre fans that are concerned about this year's team. <laughs> and they're concerned that after the starting nine, the starting ten, there isn't the same depth, perhaps, that there was a year ago. Do you have any concern there about guys like Azokar and Dixon and Severino? Or do you feel you have enough pieces to fill out the 26? Well, I think there, we have the potential to have more depth this year as far as the 26. Now, you know, we're moving guys around within, you know, once Toddy comes back, we're moving around guys within the, the starting nine. But, you know, where Carpenter ends up and, you know, he can come off the bench, too, where Nelson Cruz is on a particular day. We have the option of bringing him off the bench, too. I'm sure we're not done as far as looking at other players, too. But, you know, last year, guys like, you know, Sugar did a great job for us. And Dixon really didn't get a ton of at-bats, just had a couple of games coming up. There's another depth piece for us, too. So I'm actually happy with the depth that we have right now. And, and like I said, we're not even to spring training yet. And, Things could happen before them, and it seems like with the Padres, things happen during spring training as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I would say I think we're good right now, and let's see where we end up once the season starts in April. Bo, you know, last year I had this this team had this city on fire. Um, when you go through some of the ups and downs that this ball club did last year, is there anything to being able – to take those wounds and, and it making you a stronger unit the following year? Because you guys, it, it wasn't smooth sailing last year. It was, it was, you guys had to really grind that out before things clicked. Is there something to be said about being able to, to carry that into this year? You know, I think you probably are in my meetings. Uh, <laughs> it's something that I bring up often is anything that's worthwhile takes a little pain and hardship. And it's tough to get there. And during the season, we talked about it a lot. Hey, look, this isn't easy. It's probably not going to be easy. But, I, you know, we're like, we guarantee you once we get to where we need to go, 
it's going to serve us well, and I think we were a tougher club in the postseason because of what we had to go through. You look at the roster and you say we stack up against anybody. We've had to go through a lot of stuff to get here, and now you take a breath and say, okay, we're in the dance now, and we're a bit dangerous team, and I think that the, the trials and tribulations that got us to that point uh, it made us a better team in the postseason. You had a message for fans right at the end of last season, Bob, and talking about how great they were and how a lot of that was done for them. And you couldn't believe the atmosphere, uh, the Dodger series, the Philly series, etc. What would be your last message to fans as we get ready to start spring training this time around? Uh, you know, it, it, it had such an impact. And it had an impact on us. It had an impact on the other team. It had an impact when you come to San Diego. You know you're going to get a, a, a raucous crowd that – you know, it's it's hard to even call them fans. I mean, they're yeah. they're you know they're Padres is what they are. They're dressed like us. They're wearing the same uniforms. <laughs> they're rooting for us like we are in the dugout. It's just it's just an extension of us. And I think you know I haven't been here in the past, and I've been here before when it's it's a great atmosphere. But man, last year and toward the end of last year, I don't know that there was a more electric place to play. Uh, in all of baseball, and we certainly felt that, and we wanted to intimate that when the season was over, what the impact was our group that comes out and watches play. Bob, obviously uh, in about seven minutes, uh, the Hall of Fame is is going to uh, start their announcement. Now, it won't actually actually happen at 3 o'clock, although they're telling us 3 o'clock, it'll probably be somewhere at 3.40, something around there. I won't ask you who you think should get in, but... Uh, Scott Rowland's name has come up. I, I know you've managed against him, or, or, or you've at least seen him uh, uh, up close and yeah. personal. Um, what What are your thoughts on on some of these guys who are up for Scott Rowland in particular? Is one that stands out to me, right? So I, you know what, I I, I don't take a deep dive into the numbers. I, I, I look at it as who's who impacted the way I do things, and or watching these guys play, who I thought were the true, really, really stars of the game. Now, obviously, longevity has a lot to do with it and, and getting into the Hall of Fame. But, but guys like Jack Morris, you know, it took Jack a, a long time. And, and I'm like, Jack Morris is a Hall of Famer. You just feel it. You know, Alan Trammell, guys like that, you just feel it. Right. I feel the same way about Scott Rowland. So I don't know what the overall numbers are. But, man, he, he was, you know, both sides of the ball, the grit, the determination, um, the numbers that he put up every year, the feeling that he had when he came to the plate in big spots. That's kind of what I look like, look at a little bit more so than, than overall numbers. Yeah, no, he, he certainly was a presence. Uh, you felt it every time he was either at the plate or even when he was at third base. Bo Mel, always fun catching up. Looking forward to our conversations come spring training. Uh, you guys have a good mini camp, and uh, we'll see you out in Arizona. My pleasure. Uh, come on, I'll t- come on anytime and, and look forward to seeing you soon. All right, Bo Mel, thank you. Man, always nice catching up with the manager, Bob Melvin. Yeah, (laughs) we did. That was Bob Melvin, Padres manager on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. That was Bo Mel. We get to break here. Daily Gambit on the way. Lakers and Clippers tonight. Oh, we got a bet on it. Yeah, Lakers break out their new weapon. We'll explain. More going to Chris on the way. Though. Yeah, we'll have to gamble responsibly. Did LeBron get younger? Is that the new weapon? Maybe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 